our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Hola, como esta? Um, I don't know what that means. Oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. Bueno. <laughs> bueno. <laughs> is, that, is that correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yay. I've got a little bit of housekeeping for us to start off this show. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Finally, 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 we are having our guest, Paula. What? What? I can't wait for Paula. Remember, y'all, that we said we were going to have Paula come and talk to us about a condition that she has called prospo, wait, prosopagnosia. Prosopagnosia. Face blindness. It is um, from a Greek word meaning face and then non-knowledge. Face blindness. It's a cognitive disorder of face perception, which she shares with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. where um, it renders you unable to recognize familiar faces, uh, making people think that you um, just simply don't remember them. I told you that I think are. I have this. I can't wait to talk to Paula about my symptoms and see what <laughs> she thinks. So we had we had Paula scheduled, and then the apocalypse occurred. Right. And we, we got busy with that. Um, but now the apocalypse seems to be dying down a little bit. Maybe. Depending <laughs> Maybe on, we're just getting started. Depending on your source. It it plays tricks on us. I don't know. Well, we're looking forward to her coming and talking to us about that. So be uh, staying tuned. Perhaps the like isolation portion of the apocalypse might be coming to a close. But I think we've still got plenty of apocalyptic activity ahead. Well, you know what? I, I do have a little bit to tell you about. What? Well, hold on. First, I have an update. A little bit more housekeeping. An update from Fusilini Towers. Ooh. We are now um, a couple of weeks into our experience without school. Mm-hmm. Remember I was telling you mm-hmm. about our summer um, learning. And I can I can give it a two enthusiastic thumbs up. And you were saying with out school. Out school. Out school being a thing. Because it sounded like we are without school. Oh. See. No. Outschool.com. Mm-hmm. It has um, been really awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Two thumbs up? Two thumbs up. Yeah. I think it's been lots of fun. My um, my little one is taking a class in electronic engineering. Mm. That is for kids. Is it like Lego robotics and stuff? They do have Lego robotics, but this one is not that. It's 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 not related to Legos. It, like we had to order a little kit mm-hmm. and he um, it's a Zoom thing and it's... Um, other kids around the country and there's like six kids and a teacher and the teacher is an electrical engineer and she like all the kids have ordered this kit and they have all of their pieces and she leads them through the 
projects that they work on. That's fun. It's really cool. And then we're doing one that's a writing class mm -hmm. and we're doing a, um, a fun house scavenger hunt class where they run all over and mm -hmm. find things. And it's been lots of fun so far. So I recommend it. I, I really do now. Um, we need to get them to give us some money. I know. <laughs> I'm I glad know. you like it so much, though. I mean, well, if you like it enough to endorse it for free, you really like it. Well, seriously, we've been talking about putting together an Amazon affiliate store yes. where mm -hmm. anything that we really recommend, um, we can send all of our listeners to one central place where they can go and find. It's going to be fun. Yeah. What it is that we, um, that is like Chrissy and Heather, like stamp of approval. I would put that put this in there so I was thinking of all the fun things that um when we start doing video in here all the fun things that I like to wear and oh, I was thinking yeah. that those would be fun to put in our store <laughs> even my shirt today would be good for for our store and that's going to be happening um pretty soon mm -hmm. um next week we're going to start having video for our patrons in patreon um, who want to come and check out some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of the show. Oh, yeah, there's going to be... You guys are going to get to see the secret time between the shows. Mm -hmm. Heather and I do two back-to-back. -back. We always have an adventure between the shows. There's always a between conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the stuff that we didn't say on the air. But Heather and I have to learn to curb it better because <laughs> right now you, you guys really could not hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be bad. Get in trouble. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, now I, I said I had a little bit of the apocalypse to share with you. Um, and so this is it. It is something that I read in the news. It is a Heather's Headline. I like that old-timey little boy voice. I know. Extra, extra. <laughs> this little old-timey little boy would be freaking out because the... Because the headline that I read and I thought, okay, I saw it as a meme and I even posted it. And then I was like, is that really true? Jupiter throws comets and asteroids towards Earth like a sniper. <laughs> Scientist Didn't warns. We do, was, it, was Jupiter the planet we talked about before? Oh, no, it was Pluto. Pluto. We did one on Pluto before. Pluto is like, <laughs> y'all are crazy I'm really glad. I don't even want to be a part yeah. of your. He's like, I thought about it. I'm down with not being a planet anymore. So. And Jupiter's like, oh, I'm pissed. And you don't want to piss off Jupiter because it's the <laughs> it's biggest big one. one. And Jupiter is like, get it together, Earth. <laughs> so this article says it was once thought. This is from um, Metro, Metro News in the UK. It was once thought that the gas giant Jupiter protected Earth from asteroids and other deadly space objects, but one scientist has warned that the massive planet actually acts as a sniper rather than a shield. Kevin Grazier, a physicist who used to work at NASA, used to. Mm. Maybe he's a whistleblower on <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> he has published several papers exploring whether Jupiter's gravity deflects comets and asteroids away from our vulnerable planet. Mm. We are vulnerable right now, emotionally. Oh, my God. Earth is hurting. It's Armageddon. Earth right now Apocalypse, is like, Earth whatever. is like the girl at the bar who sits by herself and looks really sad. And then somebody's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think Earth's kind of the sloppy drunk at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Would that make the sun like the bartender? Who's <laughs> like, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. 
<laughs> so um, basically, Jupiter has had enough. Jupiter it, um, thinks that Earth needs to get its shit together. Um, and it could be a big problem because asteroids and comets could wipe out human civilization. I mean, something's got to at some point. I saw a bumper sticker. Um, this was during the last election that said um, giant meteor 2016 and then in fine print underneath just ended already <laughs> i mean if we don't do it ourselves something else is going to get us and but we very well may just take care of this on our own before the asteroids get to us right we're a mess yeah i agree that's my positive attitude for the day <laughs> the really nice thing about this story though is that there is a picture i'm going to post this so you guys can see it um it's a view of jupiter's famous great red spot and it is absolutely beautiful where are you going to post it i'm going to post it um in patreon okay yeah um and and i'm also going to post it like on my wall in my house because it's just that beautiful oh it's awesome. really gorgeous and it's a nice reminder of um oh i messed up it's a nice reminder of how um how pissed off oh mm -hmm. jupiter can get yeah because it's a big red dot aimed towards earth so um just in case you thought the apocalypse was slowing down just slow your roll a little <laughs> we've still got plenty of problems there's more to come there's more to come straight at earth awesome thank yeah. you for that uplifting you're welcome moment. yeah mm -hmm. you're welcome so um look up keep an eye out for the asteroids and comics comets <laughs> not comics. I'm, I'm watching the comics i like that a lot more <laughs> That'd be way more fun <laughs> I like the Pearls Before Swine. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite comic. Is that an actual comic strip? Yeah. Oh. It's a good one. I've never even seen it before. It's like the top, the top one. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you making that I think that that's up? what it's called. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've never heard of that. But I am not a comic strip connoisseur. Now you're going to look it up. Okay. Yep. I'm totally going to look it up. So um, I have a, um, a grab bag today that I think you're really going to like. What, what did they come up with now? Ew, not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Okay, so the weather outside is getting pretty frightful in a mosquitoes and humidity situation. And um, I have been, this is like Netflix binge season for me. Yeah, I like to say that um, Florida has what I like to call reverse winter. Like mm -hmm. up in Ohio in the wintertime, is like the actual winter months um you know november december january those are the months that we stay inside and mm -hmm. we try not to go out and that we gain weight yeah and that we you know you know binge eat mm -hmm. uh, and you know just cuddle up under covers with soup and stuff yeah and here it is the opposite in the summer months is when you don't want to go outside no. and you stay in your air conditioning mm -hmm. and you make a you make your own cold yes <laughs> I crank it down. Crank it down to like 68. There is a heather-shaped indentation on my couch <laughs> now because I have been watching this show that's not new. It's not a new show. I just It's new to me, Alone. Have you heard of the show Alone? No. Okay. You would love this show. I would. Maybe. It sounds very COVID-19. <laughs> Actually, you know, that's, it kind of is. But the concept of Alone is 10 people are dropped off in a remote location, separated from each other. They are alone. They are their own camera crew, um, and they have to 
exist. They have to survive. And the last person to give in wins $500,000. I would lose real fast. Well, it's interesting. What I enjoy about this show is, first of all, I get to make all kinds of snarky judgments about their choices from the comfort of my living room Mm -hmm. when I'm not in, like, the season that I first watched was season six, which is the most recent season. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were in northern Canada. They were calling it the Arctic, but it was actually northern Canada, Mm -hmm. which might, I don't know where it becomes Arctic, but that's where they were. Um, And so... Of the people who were there, they each have like a few miles between them. So they're not going to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to be isolated and alone and to survive. And I started this with season six. And so by the time that I clued into this show, the people who are getting dropped off are pretty much survival experts. Right. They're people who wanted to do this and right. know what it's about. Right. Mm-hmm. But I start watching through this show and there are... Three women, I think, and the rest are men. And I start noticing that the men give in pretty quick. Really? Yeah. Um, and so there were just a few observations. And as I started watching the show, I, I, was just, I immediately grabbed, you know, any writer has a notepad and a pen nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I watched, started watching this show. I grabbed my notebook and my pen and I wrote down, guys cave first. Ooh. And then... <laughs> And then I just start really kind of Sissies. like, yeah, I start getting into the show. And basically, it's to see like, how long can they survive? And like, what's the first thing that they do and all mm-hmm. of this. So I get really into these two female characters, um, who one of whom I thought was going to win. And listening to their mental dialogue with themselves or like because like with the camera Mm -hmm. compared to the mental dialogue that the men had with the camera. I'm not bashing that. But it was just interesting to see their survival perspectives. And so what I want to talk about today is being alone and the difference between being physically alone and being lonely Mm-hmm. Being like physically alone versus emotionally alone. Mm-hmm. If there's ever been a time when you have been physically alone, like you just went on a solitary vacation, mm-hmm. and there have been other times when you've been physically alone, mm-hmm. but not necessarily emotionally alone. Mm-mm. Or sometimes we are physically in proximity with people, but emotionally alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst place to be, in my opinion. I'm just curious to know. <laughs> And I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to laugh now because you said that we should get shirts made. That... I, I think we should. Let's say I'm curious <laughs> <Yeah>. to know. <laughs> I notice now that I say a lot, say that a lot. I am curious to know whether or not there has been a time when you have really craved and felt like you thrived being alone. Um, being alone. Um, I do enjoy my own company. And I guess there have been moments where, you know, it's just everything's really overwhelming and everybody needs something and everybody's in your face, you know. And, yes, then I'll, I will seek to be alone. I usually don't want to be totally alone for extended periods. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, I mean, when I did the Camino, for example, I, I had Wi-Fi access periodically, almost every night. 
I had Wi-Fi access. But when I was out on the trail, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I didn't have, um, like, I mean, not even Spotify worked, you know. So I didn't even have music to listen to. It was me and my brain and miles and miles and miles and miles to go. And I do like that sometimes. And I do feel like sometimes now, like, I always take my phone with me when I walk. And sometimes I wish it didn't work, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there are definitely times that I like being alone. I will say that um, since my divorce, I've spent a lot more time alone, but I've spent a lot less time lonely. Yes. Absolutely. Like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel that's because you you were needing um, companionship and you weren't able to get it? Yeah, because I feel like um, the person that I was married to and I weren't very strongly connected and we didn't, you know, uh, have a lot of conversational back and forth and didn't, like, fulfill that, like, emotional connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but since we were physically together all the time, I didn't have it with other people either. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't have, like, a as broad of a friend network and as many, mm. you know, like now, I mean, there's dozens of friends that I could reach out to at any moment, you know, and that like there's, there's not enough time in the day to get to have a nice sit down lunch <laughs> with all of them and, you know, spend time and, and, and catch up, you know? So I, I definitely think that, you know, I had made my network really small. Um, but the network that I had that was really small, wasn't strong, Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that for some, loneliness um, or being being alone and being lonely are not necessarily the same thing, but, but some consider loneliness to be without, you know, having, like, feeling a negative sensation of not having other people around. And other times, loneliness can be when your own company is not enough and you get anxious being by yourself. And listening to your own thoughts. Yeah, I think a lot of people like to hide from their own thoughts. And mm-hmm. I, I think that um, they need to stay busy, you know, to avoid those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you have to really um, like yourself mm-hmm. or be okay with yourself, even if you don't like yourself. Yeah, I like my company. I'm pretty great. I'm pretty I fun like to hang around company. with. <laughs> I like I'm- hanging out with me. <laughs> I'm hilarious. I laugh at my own jokes all day long. Oh, my gosh. I make myself laugh a lot. (laughs) So some people would be afraid to travel by themselves. And Mm -hmm. you are not afraid to travel by yourself. No. Has there ever been a time when you have felt like like, um, it was dangerous to travel alone? Not ne- well, I mean, not necessarily dangerous. I will say that, you know, there are times that I, that I question it. Like, even as I boarded up the plane the other day, like, I was like, why am I doing this? this is a good idea. Should I have let, you know, peripheral boyfriend come with me? Should I like, and there have been times that I planned to travel alone and I did let someone come with me kind of because, well, maybe it'll be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Iceland and I totally planned this trip by myself and, and, and I ended up letting a guy that I wasn't, I, this was not like a, I shouldn't let this guy come, you know, but <laughs> he wanted to come and he super, super liked me. And, I was like, well, it'll be nice to have someone who will drive the car, you know, like, and what a terrible, what a terrible thought to derail 
my trip, you know, but I was like, it's going to be dark there and it's going to be cold there and I don't want to drive all over, but I don't want to just sit in a hotel. I want to get out and see, because the whole point of Iceland, like you don't go to Iceland for like culture or food or whatever. You go to Iceland because it's naturally beautiful. You go to all these weird places that look different than anything you've ever seen before. It's like you're on the moon or something. And I wanted to see all those places and I don't like to drive when I travel. I am the ultimate, like, I get in a taxi or, you know, I'll pay anything for transportation. I will pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for someone else to take me. And so um, I let the fear of being my own chauffeur on icy roads in icy Iceland at Christmas time, you know, when it's dark uh, except for, like, five hours a day, um, change my plan to be alone. And I probably would have had a nicer trip. If I had actually just gone alone. I have not done a big trip like that by myself, like Mm -hmm. to another country or even to another state. Not like other than like not a vacation. I mean, I've traveled by myself for business plenty, Mm -hmm. but not not a vacation where I went and was like, I'm out here by myself completely just to kind of explore and have fun. But I do um, advocate having like an overnight. I've done that several times mm-hmm. where I've just gone and, and explored a place on my own. And I just find like that it's really important for self-care. Yeah, I think it's really nice. I do. And and again, I, I really like that you brought up alone versus lonely because I, you know, when I went last week to Mexico, I left and I told everybody, I'm not going to talk to anyone all week. I'm not going to speak to anyone. I don't want to make friends. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes when I travel alone, um, I'll modify like how I'm staying. Like I'll stay in like a hostel situation instead of a nice hotel, even though I could go stay in a nice four seasons, but I want to interact with people mm-hmm. and I want to be placed in a room with four other people and, you know, have the ability for that connection. I did not want that for Mexico. I just wanted to go and get out of this place and get out of my head Mm -hmm. I mean or maybe into my head you know what I mean and back to uh and back to a a better version um we'll actually talk about on our next episode that I feel like since the whole COVID thing started I've been fine but I've been kind of like downward spirally for me you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like Mm -hmm. I haven't been my best self and I knew like I was like it'll be good for me to go and take some time and think about how to get back to like my best self right you know? yeah and, and yeah I mean so that's exciting well, it's a good thing another thing that struck me about this show was that there seemed to be there were little comments here and there about the assumption that the women were not going to be able to be as strong as the men on the show when it comes to carrying wood killing animals, dragging them through the woods, um, you know, being able to do some of the physical labor. And, you know, that made me think about just kind of generational perspectives on the different genders and, you know, women being weaker than men or not able to do a job that men can do. And I've never understood that. I mean, I do understand that, to be honest with you. Really? We are a smaller, like, less, like, most of our professional sports and stuff, we're we're not as fast. We're not going to win. We're not going to beat a dude in, like, a race. You know what I mean? Like, 
we are physically different. It, it is. It's it's a reality. Well, yes. Girls and boys are different physically. Yes, and that is that is true. I will. I I agree with you. I was thinking more along the lines of just like kind of holistic ability. Like I've always, whenever people have talked about, oh, we'll never have a female president. No, no, no. In terms of holistic, like mental ability, or like you know, like but when it, when the question I felt like you asked me was pure physicality. Mm. Yeah, dudes are physically bigger and stronger and usually faster and that's I mean it's just a difference of of us you know but in terms of organizational skills and mental abilities and things like that no I don't I don't those don't always break down you know I've always felt like have you met women (laughs) I mean we're pretty badass I, I I've not met very many women who I'm I'm I don't think could tear me limb to limb if I threatened their children. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, or would not be able to survive in, you know, really sketchy situations. Mm-hmm. And so it just, um, it made me think about what does it really mean like to be a woman? And, you know, what do women think of themselves as being like, as opposed to what maybe society thinks that women are like? Yeah. I mean, you asked me if I was ever scared on my trips or whatever. And I I was probably, like when I'm thinking about the Camino and I'm thinking about being out hiking or whatever, I was probably more afraid of other human beings than like of anything in nature. You know what I mean? And I did have some really bad things happen to me on that trip. Um, I, I twice on that trip was attacked by a man um, um, once physically and once sexually and uh I would say that like I I remember when that first guy came at me like we were walking I was walking down like a a winding path kind of like an alley you know like between buildings and it was kind of tight and a guy came up and approached me and started talking to me in um in Spanish and I didn't know what he was saying but I I knew he was saying I was pretty I know you know what I mean like you know you kind of you get the vibe you get what's happening right and um I I I thought he was like trying to ask me to have coffee with him you know and I'm just like no 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 you know (laughs) and I'm just walking and being cutesy whatever and uh we get to like a bend in the alley and he grabs me um he grabs both of my elbows with both of his hands from the front or the back from the front from the front so we're face to face and he grabs my elbows and this is the only english that he could give me he said you fuck me oh no (laughs) and i I was like oh no like oh i was like oh shit what's gonna go down you know like so suddenly a problem so then you know like i like i push him and i get away but i'm still like going down this alley like there's nobody there's there's nobody else there's no situation so i get out into like a like like suddenly there's like a, a break where i'm approaching like a park right mm-hmm. and he is trying to like push me into the park area there's like little like uh, like pavilion mm-hmm. areas and stuff and he's trying to like push me into this area and all I could think in my head at this time because he wasn't very big he wasn't a huge man luckily you uh-huh. know he was fairly small stature but all I could think about was if he knocks me down with this backpack on my back mm-hmm. Then I'm like I'm like a turtle, you right? Know? Like I'm like right, a tur- yeah. So, so all I could think about was to make sure I didn't get knocked down, mm-hmm. you know. So then I start like 
now there's other people. There's like a couple people on bikes going by and I start screaming and hollering and, you know, like, like I'm like, get away from me. And what was really interesting, Heather, was that people looked at us, but people didn't intervene. They thought it was like a lover's quarrel. Interesting. You know what I mean? So, so people didn't intervene, but it freaked him out enough just that people were looking right. that then he went off the other oh way. Gosh. And then a few more steps up, I found a police officer and, you know, got the English speaking line to, you know, to call and you know whatever but it was a situation where had he been a bigger stronger man it could have been a very different outcome yeah you know absolutely and had I not just kept moving too like the best thing that I did for myself that day was that I kept my head about me and I kept moving Mm -hmm. because if I would have stopped and like tried to like tussle with him in the alley that might have been different too right you know yeah Um, so so yeah I mean so that's a long way to kind of answer your question. <laughs> I don't even remember what my question was. I think it was about whether you're scared traveling alone and physical size and whatever. Anyways, it prompted that tale. So now I shared that. Well, you know, <laughs> I want that makes me wonder whether or not you whether that changed your perspective on people that you meet while you're traveling. Like, do you do you approach people with trust or with um, an assumption that that you need to be careful? I approach people with trust. I did learn on that trip that um, in Spain, I'm going to say Spain specifically, but, you know, some of the European countries, um, a woman's uh, facial expression and attitudes and whatnot are different than are viewed differently than here oh. so here when i walk down the street i see someone male female whatever i go hey how's it going i uh-huh. smile you know whatever um a simple smile toward, oh. toward a man in some of those countries is indicative to that man that you want to engage with him gotcha so i did have to learn some cultural shift right, stuff yeah. for you know like like if, at first you may think that people walking by are rude because they don't talk to each other they don't look at each other <laughs> they're just other. saying they're, i don't want like, to be with you they're, yeah they're just <laughs> but you know like so so you know but if you like give any indication if you're just friendly like, i'm just a smiley friendly person you know i remember once a guy was like weaving his way back and forth being silly like he was kind of dancing down the street and i smiled at him and i kind of like danced like mm-hmm. we, were, we were crossing paths you right know? and and then he turned around to talk to me, and I was like, "Oh, shit, no, yeah. you know, like, no, 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 like, I don't, I don't wanna actually want to engage I was with just you." Saying I was hi. just commenting that what you were doing looked funny, you know, like. So there definitely is more of a like you're approached a lot more in some of these European countries. Um, I have a friend who would tell you that Paris is the worst. I do not think Paris is the worst at all. Like, I, I think that, I think that some of the, but some countries are much more forward, and it can be scary. Um, a lot of times it's just flirty and it's silly and it's fine, but it can be scary too. That is so interesting, especially when you think about you know, what's been happening in America over the past couple of years with the Me Too movement mm-hmm. of women saying, you know, me smiling at you does not is not an invitation for you to come and touch me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just such a cultural difference. It really is. I mean, it's such a huge, huge cultural difference. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the topics topics that I got interested in while I, I was watching. I would love to get feedback from our, uh, I know we have listeners in, we have some in Ireland. I've never been to Ireland. Um, we have some in a few other places. I would love to hear mm-hmm. from our international listeners because I've only experienced it, you know, on short bursts as a tourist to places. And, you know, I actually really like 
the more touchy-feely cultures. You know, I like when people greet each other and kiss each other on the cheeks and, you know, all that all that good kind of stuff. And I like, you know, the, the affection that mm-hmm. other cultures show. But it is very different than here. And uh, I don't know if we recognize it in the same way that people who live in those cultures do. Yeah, know? yeah. I, I didn't, I had not thought about that. And, and that's an interesting perspective. I was um, curious to know about which, if, now, okay, I'm going to back up a little bit. There's an age-old debate, which sex is stronger, male or female? And I'm not here to debate which one is stronger, male or female. Physically or otherwise? Well, this article that I read um, is, is looking at longevity, surviving Women. illness. Women. Coping with trauma. Women. Yeah. Um, and Stephen Austed. I would say pain tolerance as well. Yes. Women. An international expert on aging and chair of the biology department of the University of Alabama says that pretty much at every age, women seem to survive better than men. He's been studying one of the best known yet under-researched facts of human biology. Women live longer than men. He has a longevity database showing that all over the world and as far back as records have been kept, women outlive men by around five or six years. And just, he describes them as being more robust. Mm-hmm. And um, this survival ability cracks apart the stereotypes, you know, that we often go into shows like Alone With, that, you know, men are going to have the skills to survive when I'm not saying that they don't. I just think that it's interesting to see the different ways that males and females approach survival. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think that's an interesting topic. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think we could do like four shows on that. I remember a time being on a road trip. Um, my mom used to take us, um, you know, living in Louisiana, we had our family that lived in um, Illinois. And my mom would take us in the car, in the van, and we would drive up to see our family. And my dad didn't come because he had to work. And so it was my mom and three kids in a van mm-hmm. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And we're driving along the interstate. And... Um, I remember my friends being amazed that my mom was going to drive us halfway across the country by herself. That's so cool. What a badass mom you have. She is a badass. Mm -hmm. Well, there were plenty of times, I don't know, plenty, at least two times that I can think of when our van broke down on the interstate. Mm -hmm. And this is, there are no cell phones. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way for us to contact anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're on the interstate. And it's my mom and three kids. And I remember us, we were kind of close to an exit. And I remember us getting our suitcases and walking down the interstate. And my mom is like, no ruffled feathers at all. She's like, at least my perspective, mm-hmm. what I remember as mm-hmm. being a kid and having this happen right. was my mom was like, get your suitcase. And we just start walking down the interstate mm-hmm. to the exit. And we, a family, a couple stopped and they, um, they asked if we needed help. And as thinking back on that now, I can only imagine what my mom's head must have been like, mm-hmm. you know, of like, yes, we do. Can I trust you? I have, right. to, you know, mm-hmm. now this couple turned out to be perfectly wonderful. They loaded us up. They had gone and like bought new patio furniture. And I remember they had a station wagon and they took all the stuff that was in the back seat and they put it in the way back of the station wagon. Mm-hmm. And they 
um, they stuck us in the back seat and they insisted on driving us through Wendy's and getting us getting us dinner uh-huh. and then um, brought us to like the the place where we could get our car fixed. And as a kid, that just seemed like I felt completely safe with my mom. Yeah, because you're with your mom and you're right. fine. Completely and I safe. Do, I definitely feel it when I travel. I think we should do a whole nother episode on traveling with your children mm-hmm. and especially solo traveling with your children. Uh, I have so many fun stories, and I, I think that would be fun to share. Yeah, let's save it. Let's okay. let's do let's do a, a future episode because I feel like we're For getting sure. kind of close on time here. But I'm gonna make no. Well, now you're gonna know what it is, but um, <laughs> but I won't know when. Yeah, exactly. Well, I remember feeling completely safe with my mom, and going through that trip, no problem at all. Like this is just what moms do. This is what women do. Mm-hmm. Getting home, and I remember like when we finally got home. Just seeing the expression on my mom's face of like, I did it. Mm-hmm. And that's when it clicked to me mm-hmm. that that was a big deal. Yeah. But also like inspiration of, well, yeah, we can do it. And we were totally fine. Yeah. And I think doing it with your children with you is a whole nother level of badassery. You know, like I it's, think so. it's really, really cool. You know, and I think that... Um, We'll, we'll talk about it on the future one, but I've told you before that I used to not want to drive my kids like an hour away, mm-hmm. and now I've hauled them all over the entire world, you know what I mean? And and we've had travel snafus, we've had, you know, whatever, but, you know, it, yeah, that'll be really fun to talk about, too. I think we'll be, too, and that's perfect, because I've been thinking that I want to do a show on the Great American Road Trip. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, maybe we'll just plan and we'll happen to know what we're talking about. But yeah. maybe next week's episodes, you can do the road trip show and I'll do the parent travel show. And that'll be so, guys, now you know what the four year is only going to be. You just tell yeah. us your stuff and we already know what we're going to talk about. So that means that you guys have a little bit of. Don't forget your homework. OK, the first thing you need to do is um, keep being a badass woman. Um, you know, one thing that. Um, can the men be badass? Too? Yes, the men can be badass okay. women, too. Um, um, you know, one thing that I forgot to tell you about this show that, um, I thought was really cool is that the season six runner up was a woman. She Mm -hmm. was number two. There was a man and a woman at the end. Mm -hmm. The man ended up winning, winning because the woman decided, um, I've gotten what I need from this experience and I see the writing on the wall with like that point they had gotten pretty, they were 72 days in, they had gotten pretty malnourished. And, um, and she decided to choose self-care and um, over money. So she would have actually survived longer mm-hmm. because she went and got medical care and got her shit together. Mm-hmm. Good job, woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, although the other guy, he went and caught a big fish. So he probably. He was fine. Yeah. He was going to be okay for a while. <laughs> But so the homework is to, um, you know, have faith in yourself and, and d- don't be afraid to dig deep and think about what it means to be alone. Don't, you know, think about what uh, what makes you afraid of being alone, what makes you look forward to being alone and just keep exploring that avenue of yourself, and that element of yourself and getting to know who you are when you're just you. And then also share your road trip stories, your traveling with kids stories, tell we have Brian next week. He's going to ruin my mojo. He's like, I'm going to have to do his episode instead. Damn it. Maybe we'll, let's just delay Brian, maybe. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll tell, yeah. <laughs> Brian works for us. Tell us your road trip stories, your traveling with kids stories, 
and um, let us know like your if you've had a scary time on the road or what was the best trip you ever took. And we can't wait to hear all of that from you. Love it. So until next time. You said until next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.